Got you. Okay, now do I at least get the award for uh, worst setup <laughs> in Cinevibes <laughs> well, history? You actually have a better setup than a few other people. Okay. But yeah. I'll take some pride. It was a workaround I'll, method to get to it. I'll take some pride in that. I'm like <laughs> weirdly like laying in my car right now. Let's see. Make, I'm going to double check, make sure I am in fact recording. We are in fact recording. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Kenneth Jackson. I'm an actor from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Trey Riley. I'm a writer-director from Charlotte, North Carolina. And this is Cinevibes. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Kenneth Jackson. I'm, of course, joined by my esteemed co-host and good friend, Trey Riley. Hello. And welcome back to Cinevibes. Today, we got a really awesome interview that I'm looking forward to. I want to hear more from the man that helped me in my first uh, feature film, Horace Priester. He's someone that also went to Clemson with me, and he's had a heck of a journey over the last few years getting Fall Nights finished, but also in his previous work as well in some of the shorts that he's worked on. Thank you so much for being here with us, Horace. Yo, I'm pumped. Happy to be here, guys. Welcome, welcome. All right, so we wanted to kick it off and figure out what got you into film in the first place. Where where did the interest start? Where did the drive come from? I would say um, I was the kind of kid when I was like super young who was always in costumes it didn't have to be Halloween. It could be a Tuesday afternoon. I was dressing up uh, in Superman outfits. And uh, I just always liked that. There's just home videos of me as, you know, a super young kid just loving costumes. And uh, then I remember after that, I got really into when I was in, you know, third grade, early elementary school into comic books where like yeah. I would even I remember being in church uh, doing little like comic books, like trying to hide doing comic books in the service. <laughs> and uh, I would do comic books. And uh, then when I discovered like many kids, uh, like the tape camcorder, you know, that was like mm-hmm. my thing, you know, and uh, you'd make a movie with your sister in the backyard, you know, so like, I think it was always sort of there. I did a lot of theater as a kid, mm-hmm. youth theater. Um, but it never really like, I guess it was kind of later along that it really clicked where like, oh, that's actually like, you can do that. You don't have to just watch it. Like you can go, yeah. yeah, like you can actually go pull that off and do that. And that came of mm-hmm. course, like along with growing up and, and maturing and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. The, that whole finding uh, the camera and like figuring that you want to go make stuff. And I think that's a really big key in getting into film is just not being afraid to get out there and do it with like just random, like whatever you have at your disposal, whether it's a phone or just like some camcorder or whatever. So that's awesome. And so you said the first few things that you did were like backyard stuff. And then you transitioned into more of like, when did, when did producer Horace uh, become born? Was that, (laughs) was that from the beginning or... I mean, before even movies, like I would be the kind of kid who like, okay, I want to play five on five basketball. So we got to get all these kids to the court at this time. And I know Jim won't come unless I tell Jim nine others are coming. And I'm going to tell those nine others that Jim's coming and the eight others, including Jim. And then you get everybody all of a sudden at the court, you know what I mean? And so like, you kind of have to like, uh, you know, inspire everyone to be there. Right. And so I guess that was kind of always like my like style, I guess, is just like trying to pull like wacky things off. And, and funny enough, it's like with the same, some of the same people I like still talk to daily. Like I used to always, um, make like wristbands, like plastic wristbands and go around like selling them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like the comic books I made, I would try to sell my comic books. So like that was I didn't know it but that was producing do you know what I mean in a way because you're like really trying to get people to buy in on like what you're doing and Mm -hmm. um you know I would say like the first time that really started to like kind of manifest into like a product I guess would be you know in high school it was flip video cameras at that point and so like that's Mm -hmm. still backyard movies and um I don't know. It's it just kind of every single project since then just gets 
you hope it gets bigger and better every single time. So I would say mm-hmm. somewhere in that, um, in that early college stage is like whenever it really started to kind of click. Mm. Please tell me that you funded your first short film with the money made from the wristbands. From the wristbands. That would just make my day. Oh my gosh, dude. I mean, it was Alex, dude. Me and Alex, I would, when I was in high school, I'd make Clemson wristbands and we would drive Ah. to Clemson and go to the dining halls at Clemson. And this was when we were like in, you know, 10th grade or something like that. So you lived near Clemson back then? Like you've always lived around there? No, I'm from Georgia. So it was like two hours away. So we made that gotcha. trip, and dude, I remember we drove two hours up, sold wristbands all day, and we thought we had a lot of money because <laughs> there was a, you know, we had a stack of cash, right? We drive mm-hmm. back to um, Georgia, and we like deal out the money, and like we cut what like gas paid for and our what our lunch paid for, and we both made like thirty bucks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, <dude>. Damn. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the first projects didn't cost a thing, so uh, mm-hmm. I guess I kind of maybe right. did pay for them with the wristband money. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. What was so the first few projects you worked on? A lot of that was with a bunch of your friends from high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, just the same group of people that I hung out in the basement with and played video games with. We would just walk around the neighborhood with the camera, and we'd come up with the script as we did it. And uh, mm-hmm. they were terrible, obviously, but um, <laughs> uh, that's just how we did it. And like it was kind of great because each phase like each phase, that project is the most important thing. Like as crazy as it sounds, when we were making those, we like still were kind of serious about them in a weird yeah. way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and uh, then the next project you like, that's the most important thing. But then when you look back on it, of course, doesn't, uh, doesn't seem like much. Uh, but yeah, of course, like when you're doing the project, it's, it's the most important thing. So, so did you, did you guys have defined roles at that point or was everyone just kind of doing whatever? Like, were you always directing mm-hmm. or like, where did that really come into play? So I was really into, um, I also like when I was, uh, in middle school and stuff, I would screen record football games and I always wanted to be like the first person to post football highlights. So I got into editing. I like, I taught myself how to edit. Oh, cool. And so as far as the roles go, um, I was the one who, it was my mom's flip video camera. So like it was my camera kind of. And so like, I also like to act as like to act and I did did theater and stuff like that. So we would all act, but it did go into the, I kind of had the technical skills to shoot it and go back Mm -hmm. and actually edit it and bring it back to the house and we would watch it together, you know? So I think that's probably how that role kind of like I fell into it was simply just by having the most, most experience and huge quotes than, you know, the people mm-hmm. I was hanging out with, I guess. Just had more assets yeah. at your fingertips. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about college as well, because not only did we both go to Clemson, but you know, I, I, it's a funny story how we kind of inadvertently met before even fall nights, but uh, I had seen some of your previous work like Shake, Rattle, and Roll and then also Letters That Guided Us. Uh, I had watched all of that back in uh, just a few years ago, uh, and that's how I first heard about you. Was that also you know, when you were getting more and more serious about filmmaking as a possible avenue? Yeah, I, I think so. I did a lot of sports video um, at first, my first year or so of college, and... Um, I kind of, you know, it didn't, it was cool. And it was honestly my, like my dream at the time was I would cut, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, when I was younger, I'd cut the highlights and then I was actually getting to cut the highlights for real. And I was like, whoa. And then like, I realized that like, although I was, became a pretty like savvy editor, I was like, I don't know. I just love like the scripted made up stuff, you know? And so at Clemson, uh, in college, that's really whenever I started, you know, um, writing my own little small screenplays and going out and shooting them, but really actually now doing research on like, okay, how do you actually like shoot a scene? Like you're, you're not, you're supposed to have audio, right? You're supposed to like, you're supposed to stay on this side of whatever the line is. Like, you know, those are, and then I, I made all those mistakes, like, you know, in my early college days, um, like, you know, super bad mistakes, obviously that, you know, like would, 
yeah. you could never get away with, you know, but like you can uh, get away with them then. And so, yeah, each kind of short in college kind of also progressively got like a little bit bigger. And like if you squinted your eyes a little better <laughs> each time, but it, you had to squint pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's like whenever, especially my junior, senior year, that's when like it really kind of like turned in my head. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't. I think I could actually be like, all right at this. And it's not, I think it's less than, than a talent thing and more than an effort thing. You know what I mean? As, right. In my case, I think there are a ton of people who like, you know, maybe have that natural gift. But like, for me, it was just always kind of making those mistakes and like, just kind of trying to hustle to, um, to pull the certain things off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a first short that you define as like, this is mm. my first official short that I'm like excited and proud to put out there or, you know, are they all at this point just kind of like I, I helping out? I don't know. Like, cause everything I like have ever like kind of sort of made, I now watch. And of course you're always going to have stuff you like want to do different. So really, I think the first thing that I had kind of made where I, I watched it with like an audience, quote unquote, I used to be a lifeguard. Um, every summer I'd come back from school and I'd be a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. And so um, I remember thinking, I was like, man, this place, all these kids and this, these who are lifeguards, this is like The Office, like the TV show, The Office. <laughs> and so I was like, guys, we need to make uh, a TV show. Like everyone was doing <laughs> office spoofs, like a series mm-hmm. about lifeguards and it's The Office. So like that mm-hmm. summer we made like a little web series um, about our lifeguards, you know, all of it, we made it fictional scripts and all that stuff. And we shot it before and after pool hours. And at the end of the summer, we had a uh, premiere and we brought all mm. the people who were watching us film all summer to this pool. And we were all in like pool chairs and like someone had like a small TV and we all watched the web series. And like, that was where I was like, oh my gosh, like that was an idea we all had. And like, now there's people here like watching it, you know? And like, I think each, I think each project like that, you get a little like more confidence. So I think that was a, Mm -hmm. as like small of a project as that was, that was like a pretty like big step mentally, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jumping off Mm -hmm. point. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember seeing that you had worked on gardens and I'd seen like a few snippets of it. And then I saw uh, is this available I, love to watch ju- I love how you just called it by name. <laughs> Guards. <laughs> oh my I goodness. Saw, I, I, uh, I had seen a little bit of it and then I saw Shake, Rattle, and Roll. And then that was a little bit more. Uh, that was definitely in uh, Clemson and getting more into like a group at Clemson, right? Where you were working on stuff and. Uh, I, I saw like the behind the scenes of everything you were doing on that. So that was definitely a step further, like you were saying before, like trying to go even further and push it even further, right? Yeah, Shake that that particular short, um, I like really liked uh like the nineteen like I still do, like really liked like like the nineteen fifties music and like love movies like American Graffiti. And so like me and a mm-hmm. friend of mine, um, we were like he was a really big car guy. And so like we were talking about American graffiti one day and I forgot what kind of inspired it, but, um, we were like, you know what? Like, I wonder if we could shoot this little like 1950 short and like, we'll shoot it at that diner over there and we get all these like fifties cars. And so that's mm-hmm. like when like the producing kind of like, I just started to learn things where like, this is just a little tip that like I've still used recently. We, I'm sure other people have invented this, but we kind of discovered it ourselves. We wanted classic cars so we went on Craigslist and found people selling classic cars and there was their mm. phone number and we called them yeah. and told them on this date, please come to this drive in and like we're going to be shooting. And uh, on that day, all these 50s cars rolled up and we were like, dude, like, that's crazy. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> you know, like so that was, you know, that was, of course, after the lifeguard thing. So like then, you know, that's just another like click in your head where it's like, OK, like, OK, we we kind of pulled together something that like, you know, had some cool production value a little bit, you know, for what it was. Mm-hmm. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, I think everything after you just keep kind of trying to grow and learn, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can definitely see it too because of the next thing being the letters that guided us. And that that definitely had a budget behind it that you guys, there's a whole backstory of that, but um, you guys had a budget to work around with. And, you know, I, I could definitely see the quality was going like and, and improving definitely as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about letters that guided us? And then that was the last project before you really dove headfirst into fall nights, right? There was one more after that. Uh, this was like, now I'm a senior in college and, um, I had heard about something called like the college Emmy awards. And like, mm-hmm. um, like one thing I like, we always like to do is like literally like have this absurdly, uh, absurd goal. Do you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. we like fully believe is going to happen. Like we fully believe that like, Oh dude, we're, let's go do this thing. Like it was me and Alex again. <laughs> and so like, yeah, we, um, I went to Clemson, the school and I was like, Hey, Clemson's never competed in the college Emmy awards. Um, why don't we do this? Like, is there any kind of like money somewhere we could like pull together and do this? And, uh, they were like, no, um, we don't, we don't give money to like students. You need a club. We give money to clubs. And so like mm-hmm. on my way out, I picked up a little form and I became a club <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you need so many people in your club. So I just went around and had people join my club. And then we went back in and we were able, you know, they gave us like, some of the like little recreation budget or whatever to, uh, Mm -hmm. pull off, uh, this movie. And, you know, I just made kind of promises to him, like, look, we're going to have this like red carpet event at at Clemson. We're going to pack it out. Like, just, just give me a chance on this, you know? And, and they did. And like, you know, again, it wasn't like, it wasn't that great. (laughs) I don't think the film is like that, like, it's not going to (laughs) change anyone's lives, you know, but like we did see it through and we, Mm -hmm. we did have that premiere and we brought those same people there. And so like, just that idea of like always finishing kind of what you started. And, you know, after that, uh, there was one more project where we did a similar thing with the school one more time before I graduated. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you really hustled to get to where you are. <laughs> I'm like seeing a lot of recurring yeah. stories here where you just kind of like didn't quite have what you were pitching to them yet. And then you worked around behind it and like, came in with it anyways yeah. and somehow got it worked out yeah dude that's that's kind of the story so far <laughs> that's fantastic because i mean i would be very like scared to do that personally that's just not my particular uh personality i guess but the fact that you just go out and get it and somehow make it happen that's something i think a lot of people can uh take advantage of and mm-hmm. it might not work for everyone, mm-hmm. but uh, it certainly does work <laughs> as proof right now. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So with that being said, like the determination and everything, I, I definitely want to clue in on fall nights because that was something that literally I was in awe of every single time was, you know, even after hurdle after hurdle, it was still like I was I was not afraid of the determination you guys had to get it done and see the project through and um, I, I wanted to segue into talking about fall nights and its recent release on Amazon prime. So the whole entire ideation for fall nights, can you can walk us through like the entire process beforehand? So just after I finished those films that I just mentioned, I graduated college and while I was making them, I still, um, was doing a lot of sports editing. Um, and mm-hmm. so I got a, uh, job offer to basically go edit sports, um, for like various broadcasts and stuff like that. And, um, Mm -hmm. quite honestly, like I remember, uh, I just can't, I can't even tell some of these stories without saying Alex's name because like, it really was like, I remember me and him particularly like that summer I had graduated and I had no job offers at all. And I was working at conventions, uh, arcade game conventions, like, where I'd set up arcade games and Alex of course was working there with me and I got the, um, job offer. And we had been talking about moving to California, you know, like the typical, like stereotypical, like let's move to LA bro. Yeah. And like, so I got that job offer and it was like, I don't know if I want this job, dude. Like, should I do it and go to North Carolina? And like, I decided like, okay, I got it. 
I got to say yes. Like, it's a job. Like, come on, man. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And so, like, this is a long-winded way to say I got to North Carolina, was doing this job, but I knew that I didn't really want to do sports, like, for the rest of my life. So, but when I looked around me, I saw, like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm working with all these guys who, like, they're, like, they're more uh, experienced than I am, like, at cameras. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always been the one hitting record. Like, they're way better than me. You know what I mean? And, um... So we had done short films and we'd done a few of them and we were like, okay, like, I feel like we kind of cut our teeth on that. Like, I think we just go for it, man. And like, really like try to go make a film that looks a lot more expensive than it is. And, uh, it's a feature, you know what I mean? Which is like, a, we knew it was going to be a huge task, uh, but we didn't know how huge it was going to be. And luckily we didn't know how huge of a task it was going to be, yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest. Luckily we had no idea. We thought we were going to shoot it in, you know, a couple weekends, you know, like something yeah. like that, you know, so that's really how it began. Um, absolutely no budget at all to start with. We didn't even think about having money to do it. No, of course not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so that's really how it started. Was there a story yet at that point or you guys were just, we want to make a feature? So I uh, moved to Charlotte in the fall of 2018 and I worked there for, it took me about a whole two weeks to be talking to Alex. I'm like, dude, we got to find a way, man. <laughs> um, and so we were like, okay, uh, um, let's, let's write this feature. And so we were like, we challenged ourselves and, um, really our routine was we both worked business hour jobs. So I remember we would set both, he lived in Athens, Georgia at the time I lived in Charlotte. We would both set our alarms at 4:55 AM. So we would be on the phone at 5 AM. And we would mm -hmm. both get on our port, both get on our porches. He'd be in Athens on his porch. I'd be in Charlotte on my porch and we would write for hours. Then we get up and we go to work and we would come back from work and then we'd write. Oh my and, gosh. you know, and so like by uh, October, so we had the first script, uh, we had the first draft of fall nights in China Grove, you know, and mm -hmm. that's a whole nother story how like all of that um, kind of came to be in the name and things like that. But uh, yeah, that's really how it happened. And um, we just kind of looked around to see what resources we had and uh, went from there. That's fantastic. How did you, well, I want to ask, like you're about to maybe go into it, like why China Grove? Like, how? I mean, you were just moving to North Carolina, so yeah. I don't know if you had any familiar, I didn't. familiarity with that I at all. I did not at all. I moved to North Carolina and I didn't know anybody besides the people I worked with. And, um, so we wrote this movie and, uh, it was very like small town USA. It could be shot anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I happened to work with, um, a pair of, uh, brothers, uh, their names are Max and Richard. And, uh, they, uh, I was going on shoots to shoot documentaries and stuff with them. And so like, really, they were like some of the first people that I was talking to in North Carolina and um, they had watched, I believe they had watched some of the shorts and I was telling them about this script we were writing and they said, dude, you've got to go to our old town called China Grove, North Carolina. J just drive up okay. there. Just drive up there. I think it's going to have everything you need. And like after work one day, I drove up there and I was like, oh, wow, this is small town USA. Like, let's mm -hmm. come shoot here. And that <laughs> was like the beginning of like a ridiculous journey in that town that like I almost wish I would have known when I drove into town the first time, like what all those buildings were going to soon mean to me. Um, yeah. And like, it's just a weird kind of like moment, you know? So with undertaking fall nights, what was your mindset going into it as far as producing goes? Because, you know, many people and you did as well. The shorts are usually the, what gets you to feeling confident about undertaking something like a feature when you started the project? Was it just like, you know, that determination you guys were talking about with, we're just going to go do it. Was there, you know, what was going through your mind in undertaking this process? Like the size of it, right? Yeah. Well, we knew that nobody in their right mind based on the work we had would ever let us be, uh, you know, uh, so I have to say this movie was made by myself, uh, and written by myself and basically my best friend, Alex uh, Capet. And so he is an actor. And so we knew nobody in their right minds would ever make us a director and an actor of a feature film. No one, I, I don't blame you. Don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you probably shouldn't at that time, especially. And so like, we really kind of had the mindset of like, we have to, we've done the shorts. I think the only chance of us getting noticed and sticking out from like 
the millions and millions of shorts is like, let's just go like try to make this feature. And so that was the mindset um, from the producing aspect. We knew that because it was a small town, we knew that no one probably had ever done something like this before. So like we talked mm-hmm. to the school immediately and like they had no idea that it was like just a few people, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, and uh, that was really how it began. And like, honestly, it, it became something like, that's even hard to like explain like in a brief way, but like that town really like became like something crazy for what we were doing. And um, Mm -hmm. it was, it was kind of special for us. Is there some level of fake it till you make it when you go up there and you're asking people for (laughs) permission to shoot here and there, you just like set up a Gmail with some like semi-official title. Like, what is that like? That would be like, like the motto of like everything we've probably done (laughs) up until this point is fake it till you make it as cliche as it sounds. But yeah, it was totally that it was, it was, Oh, we need our character to have like a cool car. Okay. Let's do the Craigslist method. Oh, all these cars are way too far away. All right, dude, let's get in the car and drive around and look in people's driveways. And we'd find a car Mm -hmm. and we just knock on their door and say, Hey, (laughs) you know, we, we, probably let on more than we should have had the movie and we asked if we could use their car and little did they know we'd be bugging them for the next year to use that car (laughs) over and over and over (laughs) that's That's amazing i love that (laughs) yeah that was one thing that uh working on the film i enjoyed so much was that when we would go around it 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 was like you said nothing i think had ever been like attempted in the town and it felt very special because now whenever I went and drove through it again it was I was seeing all these different spots and then you know we made a joke about it is you can't walk through China Grove now because of our faces being up there and like it being such like this kind of like iconic thing just at least in our eyes i think it i think it is Mm -hmm. but it's um it that's awesome as far as like overcoming these like difficulties throughout the process was that something that you just were like you know we're gonna find a way it doesn't you know we're going to find a way it's not gonna be just like oh we're gonna stop right it we're gonna find it what can you speak on that about we were in too deep, dude. There's too many people. <laughs> There's too many people involved. So like, you know, like we were asking a ton of favors and at a certain point, like favors like run out, which they should, you know? And so mm-hmm. like, I, I think my biggest thing was like, um, we just knew that we just had to like find a way to finish because like one thing that's always been a pet peeve of ours is like, we've both worked on projects that like we were in or something and they just didn't get finished, you know? And so mm-hmm. like, we were like, dude, at the very least, like it has to get finished somehow, some way. And like, honestly, it took a lot longer than we thought. And like, which was kind of like a blessing in a lot of ways, because like we mm-hmm. saw our errors as we went in like, in in story and like, and we found better ways to do things. And like, we kind of were fixing it as we went. It was like a very, of course, untraditional way to make a movie that I, I wouldn't want to do again, but like at the time, it like weirdly was probably exactly what we needed, um, you know, to just learn how to do this. Yeah. What would you say was one of your favorite things about working on fall nights? What was one of the things that you learned that was, you know, it's going to stick with you regardless of what you go and do next. Like what is, what is something that really stood out to you and you learned? I guess the, th- the biggest thing I kind of learned was like, is really just always uh, trying to be solutions based. You know what I mean? Like when Mm -hmm. things go wrong, like you can dwell in that moment and in that problem, but like, okay, like the car is broken down. The dude didn't show up. This person's sick. And like this person dropped out at our next location. Okay. Like what can we do? Right. Like, is it possible? Can Mm -hmm. we do anything right now? It's like, Oh, you know what? Like these two characters do have this scene. Like we were planning on doing it. Like, tomorrow you know like you're just finding solutions so that's the biggest thing i learned Mm -hmm. is like to me again as i mentioned earlier is like at the time the project you're working on is the most important thing ever you know so like to me it Mm -hmm. felt like there were super duper high stakes you know Mm -hmm. and um in some ways there were but in some ways there really wasn't when you look back on it do you know what i mean like yes i Mm -hmm. i would have disappointed like a good bit of people that i really cared about but like when you're talking about 
like the career you want, you're talking millions of dollars, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme, no, you didn't have any pressure, you know? And so, um, that really like, I'm so thankful for making that feature because like, again, I got to make so much mistakes. Some are in Mm -hmm. the movie, some are not in the movie, you know, but like, Mm -hmm. it's things that you like that I'm going to take with me into the next project, you know? Yeah. What do you think, you know, having now finished fall nights is the, one of the things that people might not notice about making a feature versus a short. Cause like the obvious is it takes longer. It costs more money. There's more people involved, but is there something, you know, more specific that you found out or learned about that you need to do when you make that jump? Maybe even about the story structure. Yeah. I mean, story structure is a lot um, different of course, because one thing in shorts that I think is very tough, there's some, some really great shorts, but like, it's hard when you have limited screen time with characters to like care about them. And, you know, Disney does it best. There's ways to do it, you know? And so like, I guess telling that longer story, um, you know, just, just finding the pacing, like watching a bunch of features to find out when things should happen in pacing. Mm -hmm. And like, as far as actually producing it, um, you know, it's like creating like a dozen, you know, fairly long shorts, you know, except you need the same people. So when you don't have any money, like we did, you have to somehow like inspire and rally these people to keep coming back over and over, you know? So like, if you're doing like 10 shorts, like, uh, that's super hard to do too. go make 10 short films. Like that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and you need to get your crew, your cast, but it's like, you have to keep having the same people come back and everyone's schedule. Cause no one's getting paid is impossible to plan. We would always joke, like we'd always post pictures of like huge mathematics boards. <laughs> like when people would like, when people would bail on a shoot for like a very valid reason, we would just post a, like a picture of a math board and we're like, planning a fall night shoot because <laughs> like, it was it was impossible it's like you'd finally get all the actors but then the car guy would just disappear he would just not show up <laughs> like it was just a thing one thing after another <laughs> yeah my connection to all of this is i came in and helped out a little bit and it was usually on nights where there was a lot of extras and you guys used the craigslist method for a lot of that we did and uh, i remember just the chaos with i don't we might have two people show up but (laughs) we're here we're gonna shoot and you know whatever we have to do so despite the headache that that was for you guys as well as you know all the crew and i guess even the cast maybe like you you still found a way to do it Mm -hmm. and that's what i keep coming back to i think just super huge kudos to you guys for doing that because it's not easy to make a short it's really not easy to make a feature and you actually made one that's at a high quality level it's on amazon prime which not everything makes it to that either so i'm a big fan and uh i just can't say enough good things about your like work ethic and you and Alex, I guess, because I didn't actually know how deep you guys went before this. So that's cool to know. You guys kind of tag teamed it. Oh, yeah, dude. We were um, Craigslist came way before that. We used to just go on Craigslist and look at jobs. And if someone needed like their yard cut or like needed sand <laughs> dug, me and Alex would get out there on a summer day and just be digging sand. And so like that's another thing, too, that like I just feel like super fortunate about is all the people like like both of you guys on this call who like helped make that movie and like uh it sounds like i almost sound like cute saying this but like this weird like freak like luck chance or just like where you find somebody that like you just gel with and like you have already like seen Mm -hmm. so much together and so like oh dude this is nothing like like digging two tons of sand that one summer day dude this is nothing (laughs) (laughs) the car just dropped out you know like you have that backstory and like it's like mm-hmm. a lucky thing that like, you know, is an asset to you. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. And and I mean, like we we had so many favors, like I don't even know how to re- repay them, you know, when we, mm-hmm. we made that movie. Yeah. I feel like you guys are like famous 
in China Grove now. <laughs> is that a fair statement? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> if anyone knows China Grove, that town might have like might have one thousand people. <laughs> so, <laughs> well they all watch the trailer. I remember yeah. that had like some stupid number of views. <laughs> so um it's funny because I'm sure they're aware of how uh kind of like you know how little money it was made for but like it's their movie Mm -hmm. and like we always try to like Mm -hmm. you know we always try to like include people as much as possible and because we were wearing a million hats like I guess some things I look back on I'm like oh man like did that person know that like I really cared about them being there because I was running all around but like I really did and I hope they knew that you know I mean and like that town like uh you know helped out so much so I hope they know that that's why that movie got made you know and so like I try to whenever I like see people again, like try to clarify that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a massive following, so they're gonna know now for oh, sure yeah. if oh, they didn't before. Yes, now they know. <laughs> yes. So having Fall Nights released on Amazon Prime, what are you feeling like right now? Is it almost like you know a breath of fresh air now? You can finally rest easy now that Fall Nights is finally you know out there for the world to see it's cool dude because like you're just like in the daily grind of like making it and then it finally comes to like posting it and you don't know how many people are gonna see it and you don't really like care at that point <laughs> in some ways like mm-hmm. i didn't even care at that point like i'd seen it like a thousand times so I, as soon as it got like approved and it was live i was like oh wow i i actually don't have to watch this again for a while like i i might not actually have to watch this again <laughs> like you know because i that especially at that time i'd proofed so many renders that like you i was just could, like you could say it. i was like oh wait <laughs> like, i actually and like then then people started watching it you know and like you get pictures of people like in their living room watching it and like i was like okay cool so like it's playing fine on amazon i was gonna watch it on amazon i, I never watched it on amazon i was like okay i guess it's playing good it works it plays fine it plays fine there we go so try QC'd it <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, man. So like, uh, I kind of like, it's one of those things you like, you fire and like you forget in some ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like we fire mm-hmm. it and like, we've already been like working way before fall nights came out on the next thing, you know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like a, it, uh, to everyone it's new news, but to us it's two year old, you know, information right um so yeah uh i guess it is a crazy good feeling but like we don't really like i don't really even think about it much on a on a daily you know yeah that's that's really interesting i I, i've heard like that you know giving a project over and like pretty much uh saying you know that is behind me now it's got to be a weird strange feeling you know and it's definitely the amount of work that you guys put into it it's gotta it's gotta feel so good that you can just kind of kick back now right and kind of see what's ahead yeah yeah man i mean just to say like wow no one will ever know like everyone will have little bits and pieces and stories of like how that made but like without like (laughs) no one will ever really know what happened you know i mean like no one's gonna like watch that scene and know that like that's me doing every single cross in front of the lens because we had no extras you know i mean like it's stuff (laughs) like that so i could never watch the movie with like clear eyes but like yeah it's a pretty good feeling just knowing like okay you said you were gonna do it you like got people to like you know commit and like and you hopefully executed it as well as you could you know Mm -hmm. for what you knew at the time yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely, as I was watching it, and I would see these scenes, it, and it goes back to what we were talking about, I think, and we had mentioned was just the people that worked on it. It's, I think that's one thing that stuck with me throughout the entire production was just the, uh, not like everybody on set, their attitude for like, we're here to shoot a movie pretty much. They're not like... You know, I didn't hear too much complaining at all, honestly, because we were just like enjoying ourselves as we were filming it. And even during some of the tougher time, like tougher scenes in some tough conditions, I'm, I'm watching the film, like you said, through these eyes where I can remember those nights right by the campfire. I remember all of like what was going on around that as well as like other shoots with the trains and all this. So I, I can't fully see it clearly because I see all of these (laughs) other things, but it's, you know, I, I definitely understand what you're talking about. It's, it's so strange. Yeah, man. And in fact, like another kind of like 
like fortunate thing that it was almost fortunate and having no money because that means everybody who was there was only there for the project. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. of course you, if you can have money, you want money, but like every actor who was there, every person who was on the crew, like they actually just wanted to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, just other projects and stuff, of course, like when there's a lot of money involved, you want to be there for the project, but like you're getting paid too. So like, you know, like mm-hmm. it, yeah. we, we didn't have that part of it, you know? So like mm-hmm. it was all everyone's, we all felt like, um, and I'm, I'm like kind of speaking for everybody, like maybe out of line, but like individually, we all almost felt like it was like our shot in a way to like go do this thing. You know what I yeah. mean? And like that goes back to like the project you're on is the most important project. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like to us shooting that scene at the campfire, like that was like, that was the shot, right? That we got to do it right now. You know what I mean? So yep. like, that's just mm-hmm. our, the mindset that like, you know, we particularly like kind of have. Yeah. And I mean, that credit has to go back to you guys because, I mean, you convinced, I'm going to guess, over 100 people to, in some form or fashion, be a part of this crazy project for, you know, over a year. And then you got to keep them on board. And so that's just a testament to the way you guys approached it, even if it wasn't maybe the most orthodox approach or the most like uh savvy way to do it like you found out how to do it and then you got to this point and now people are watching it in their living room and sending you great comments hopefully and uh what what kind of messages have you gotten has the reception been good or are you just trying to stay away from all that yeah i think it's been pretty uh pretty cool i mean like just to see all like my favorite messages are like the people like there are people you know of course random people and stuff but like I love whenever I get a comment from like the lady next door who let us use her like broom one day you know what I mean like (laughs) she watched and she liked it you know what I mean so like Mm -hmm. it really is like that kind of like homegrown like story and so um yeah the reception's been pretty good I mean like uh like I guess fair warning to anyone who's gonna watch it like we wanted to go make and a lot of people think this is a bad word, but like we wanted to go try to make like a pop mainstream type movie. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I'm probably just offended a bunch of you by saying that. But like, we we wanted all of our subscribers are gone. Yeah, I know. But like, that, <laughs> that's it. We wanted to like we knew what we had access to, and like we thought, and we're like, we wanted to go do that. So like, we knew we this movie wasn't going to change the world. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. we wanted to hopefully make something that like a certain audience would enjoy. And so like, as far as going back to your question, the reception goes, like we found that that audience who it was made for is like really enjoying it, you know? And then the people mm-hmm. who lent the broom, you know, are enjoying it kind of for other reasons too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So with fall nights coming to a wrap, what is, uh, the future of Horace directing look like is it more projects that you're writing is it are you seeking out scripts what what is it uh that is looking like right now as far as content creation and moving forward yeah I mean like um even just like rewinding a couple of years we always like had these things but we we called them three-step plans <laughs> and so yeah. like years ago our our three-step plan was like, we're going to go make this Clemson short. We're going to go make another Clemson short. And then we're going to have somebody luckily pull us out of the blue to make our feature. Of course, that third part didn't happen, but the three-step plan did happen. We made the, yeah. that short, we made mm-hmm. the next short, and we found a way to do that feature. So at during that third step, we were making our next three-step plan, right? <laughs> and um, so like, that is kind of like what we are working on now is, um, is just, you know, trying to, uh, you know, trying to make another feature, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. is really what we're, we're aiming for. And so like, um, yeah, I mean like not a whole lot of like particular details on that right now, but, uh, that is something Mm -hmm. we, we actively do, you know, we have the script and we, uh, are like really trying to find, uh, the date and resources pretty much at this point and trying to use fall nights to do that, you know, that's awesome. Where, where, uh, what is some advice that you would give to people taking on a project, right? Like a short or so, like someone just 
getting their hands on a, you know, whether they're using their phone or just some camera that they have lying around, what would you say is your uh, advice to them? Yeah, I guess like um, the kind of like cliche advice is to just like go out and do it. You know, everyone says that mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. So like, um, you know, is to do that. And like more importantly, maybe is to like find the people who also want to do that. And like, that's mm-hmm. an intimidating thing too, because like as somebody who like in each step of my life has known no one when they arrived, you know what I mean? Right. Um, whether it's like changing schools or like, going to college or moving to North Carolina, like you will eventually find yourself all alone in your room with no one else around. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. um, putting yourself in situations to find those people who like don't care about the money, who just want to go try to make something. And luckily like the world is smaller than ever. So it's easier to find that. I think that advice is best out of your lips because that's in fact exactly what you did. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. But I mean, really to like make it clear, we haven't, (laughs) we haven't really done, you know, we've, we really have tried to do a lot, but it's, um, it's nothing that anyone else couldn't do. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no special potion that we drank or, or anything like that, you know, like we really are kind of the guys from the neighborhood, uh, just trying to, to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's even more encouraging as well, because, uh, it just proves that, you know, anybody can get that out there and do it. But I mean, it does take that special drive to go out there and do it as well and not get stopped by roadblocks and, you know, toss it and say next time it's going to be different, right? It's, you know, making lemonade out of lemons when they're given to you, right? It's making the best of a situation. And it's definitely evident from the work on these previous projects and definitely something that, you know, I think is well worth people you know taking into consideration right when they're approaching a project is understanding that there will be compromises at some point um but that's awesome what where can people find you know we we talked about fall nights which you can find on amazon prime what about you where your social medias and all that where where can people reach out to you talk to you all that sort of stuff yeah i uh I'm not like a big social media dude, but <laughs> people are telling me I need to get better at that. <laughs> but um, I like, even like with fall nights, I think I like posted something once and I like felt weird doing it. Like, which doesn't make any sense. It's like, this feels, this feels wrong, man. Um, <laughs> but my Instagram is just, my name is Horace Priester. And so it's at Horace Priester is probably the best way to uh, find me on the, the uh, you know, sort of that route. All right. Awesome. <laughs> and we'll have that in the comments below for you guys. <laughs> awesome. And what are some what what would be your recommendations like movie? Have you been watching anything recently? Like oh, man. anything new that you've been watching? What have you been watching stuff that inspires you? Anything inspired you recently that you've watched? I watch a lot of um like I call them like research movies where like if I'm like doing if I'm like working on it or thinking about a project in a certain genre or something like that I'll go watch Mm -hmm. uh I'll go find similar movies watch them with a pad and paper and you know write down like when certain things uh happen in the movie and like what they got away with you know what I mean so like I as far as I know you guys do like what are you watching this week and I love that stuff like I don't know. I haven't watched anything this week. (laughs) I haven't watched anything in particular this week, uh, you know, I guess for pleasure. Um, But you tell me, what are you guys watching this week? I need a recommendation. Mm. Well, literally right before this episode, I watched Hillbilly Elegy, which Mm. is on Netflix. Okay. Apparently it's getting crapped on by the critics, but I actually (laughs) enjoyed it. So I would recommend that. Awesome. That's a big one. I uh I ended up watching just an episode of Truth Seekers, which is a new series on Amazon Prime, and the first episode it was pretty it was pretty good. So it bodes well for the rest of the series. And I've also watched uh, Barat mm. as well, subsequent movie film. 
So, and I know you guys are both uh, just on loop watching Fall Nights in China Grove, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that one, I mean that that one's always on. Yeah, in some just, capacity. Just keeping it a loop, and they're like, from this one IP address, this one guy just doesn't turn it off. <laughs> he's on. He's on what the one thousandth yeah. watch at this point. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be real honest with you right now about Fall Nights. Yes, bring it. So I. So I saw it at the premiere, and it was in its rough form. You guys were hustling just to get something to, just to do the premiere. Just to get our suits on. That's a whole other story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I watched it now that it's on Amazon Prime. I sat down, like, turned the lights down, did the whole movie experience. Mm-hmm. I actually, at one point, my eyes welled up. Oh, shoot. Wow. And... I don't know if I was expecting that because I kind of knew a lot of the movie and I, I'd already seen it. So just like by myself watching it, focus, like not nothing technical. Just yeah. like, let me focus on the story. Wow, I appreciate and like, that. It actually hit me. So I don't know if that's high praise. It's some type of praise. And <laughs> Definitely, I man. I hope that people will go check it out. I appreciate that, man. Come from you especially. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you so much for being on the podcast. It really means a lot. Like I, I always love talking to you, Horace. It's always a good time. And definitely everyone go check out Fall Nights in China Grove on Amazon Prime. It's, you know, for if you have Amazon Prime, you got it. And it's definitely worth the watch, honestly, to see what the culmination of a whole two years of work comes to and just the passion that was put into this project so just purely for that as well as the you know all the different elements that make it such a really memorable movie as well so thank you so much again for being with us today horace dude yeah we appreciate it man. y'all rock man i love what you guys are doing all right man <laughs> appreciate it later guys we'll talk to you later all right, thank you guys so much for listening again. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Listening to Horace is always, you know, it's always awesome talking to him and anything he has to say. And he he has a lot to offer as far as insight into the, you know, mindset of indie filmmaking as well as just filmmaking in general and the passion that it takes to go after something you want to make. Absolutely. And of course, guys... I'm going to keep beating the dead horse here, but if you like what we're doing and we know you're listening on Spotify, we see the numbers, just click that follow button. That's all we ask. A little click of the mouse there. That's it. That's all it takes. Follow us on Spotify. You can do the same on Apple Podcasts if you're over there. Instagram. Find mm-hmm. us at the Center Vibes. Follow us there. And then if you want to reach out, if you want to be a part of the show, if you're an actor, someone in the film industry, even if you're just trying to get into the industry, anything, like reach out. We want to hear from you. Yep. You can email us at cinevibescast at gmail.com. And we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for tuning into another episode. And we're out.